I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and in this video I'm going to be talking to you about nothing's wrong. Well, oftentimes we're in a relationship, something is bothering us, our feelings are hurt, there's something on our mind, and instead of going to our partner and talking to them about it, what do we say? Nothing's wrong. They'll say to you, what's going on? Is something bothering you? No, nothing. No, I'm okay. I'm fine. We're not honest with them. And when we're not honest in these small little moments, it could cause us to have disconnections from our partner. And one of the hardest aspects of a relationship is maintaining that connection because it takes work. You know, when you're feeling connected and um, in tune with somebody, it takes a skill to do that. Now, for those of us that have an anxious attachment style, we're always afraid that once we lose the connection, it will never happen again and we're afraid they'll abandon us. For those of us that have an avoidant attachment style, we're feeling like we have to disconnect sometimes to kind of recharge ourselves. So, um, it's a real struggle in a relationship to maintain that kind of connection. And being honest and forthright about our feelings can often be a difficult thing to do especially if you didn't have your needs met in your childhood and you're not used to be able to, to telling somebody what you need or what you want because maybe in your childhood when you did that your parents shut you down they they told you it's not important don't think about it don't worry about it and so we learn to stay in those patterns and then it becomes a real struggle to maintain a connection so it's important to be aware of that kind of stuff and today I have a good email from somebody who was doing this first coaching with me, an email coaching, and he was telling me a little bit about a situation. Now he is in his early 30s and his ex is in her late, I mean sorry, early 20s. So there's a big age gap there and because she's barely in her 20s that would have a huge impact as opposed to say he was dating somebody, you know, in her late 20s, right? So, he says, we dated about five months. She lives in a city which is about six hours away. So now we have a long distance relationship that can make it even more difficult to stay connected with somebody, right? And it's six, six hours by car. She is my brother's girlfriend's cousin. We used to see each other every third weekend or so. About two months in, she told me she wanted to be my girlfriend to which I agreed. Things were progressing well. We started planning trips to go on the road together and I started to really have feelings for her and looked at things long term down the line. So in the beginning things felt good, you liked the way things were going, let's see what happened. He says to make a long story short I started neglecting her due to my job and it, which it was becoming increasingly stressful for him and having to take over the workload of a colleague who was let go. So, lots of uh, stress coming his way outside of the relationship. That's one of the factors that will affect a relationship is the outside stressors. 
We were going to bed one night and I wanted to be intimate, but she said she wasn't in the mood. I tried talking to her, tried talking to her into it using words only, but she said she was tired. I said it was okay, let's just go to bed. However, as I tried to fall asleep, she started to playfully initiate. I asked her if she was sure she wanted to, and she playfully said that she was. The next day, I was on call for work, so our plans got canceled. So I'm sure she was feeling very sad and disappointed. They weren't even seeing each other but every couple of weeks, and now she's probably really upset, which is completely understandable. I kept having to take calls. I was stressed out, and it showed. That night, she became very silent. I asked her what was wrong, but she said nothing. That is really common for us to do, and it's not healthy, because if you're in a relationship, you may not be ready to talk about it, but that would be a better way of handling it. So if somebody says, what's wrong, you could say, well, I'm not ready to talk about it right now, but let's talk about it soon, or give a day and a time. Let's talk about it tomorrow morning and see how I feel then. It's not that big of a deal, you know, just something's on my mind, but I'm not ready to talk about it. Um, but when you say nothing's wrong, you both feel disconnected because the person that's upset, obviously they know something's wrong, and the other person can sense that something's wrong. So it's not good to just tell the person that nothing's wrong. Or if you're ready to talk about it, then talk about it. But we have to be able to communicate and connect with our partner because right there, that's a disconnect right there. Something was upsetting her. She was probably sad and disappointed. And if they had talked about it, maybe they could have worked it through a little bit better. But this is going to lead to a blowout, right? As we got ready for bed, out of nowhere, she snapped on me and said, Please don't try and force me to do anything with you tonight. I can't stand it when you do that. Okay, so there's the anger coming out. She was upset, she was bothered, and now she's, you know, bringing up the other thing that had bothered her. Yes, she had gotten upset when he tried to be a little bit forceful and talk her into it, but ultimately that, you know, you know, she felt better and she started to make a move on him and they were playful and they had a good time. But this time, she was reminded of how she was feeling in that moment where she was hurt and upset and didn't like it. And she's saying, I don't want you to do that to me right now. Right? So, and plus the other stuff that was bothering her made her feel that way. And she was already upset, you know, so these things, it kind of brought her back to the day before when it happened. And now she blew up. I asked what she was talking about and reminded her that she initiated things. She said the night before that I pressured her into doing stuff and that if I did it again, she was done. Whew, she's really upset here, huh? And that it wasn't up for discussion. Okay, so she is not putting you either, either of you in a good position here because she's saying... Don't try and do anything, and if you do, we're done. Well, okay, take a step back here. This is not going to work out for either of you if you have that attitude for very long. I'm sure she just was saying it in the moment because she was upset, but 
he was, you know, given a warning, you better back off here, which I'm sure he did. All right. He said, I stayed calm and said that I was going to stay up and watch TV. I was really hurt by what she said. I fell asleep on the couch, and she woke up in the middle of the night and said, Babe, come back to bed. It's okay. So I like that. She, tr she tried to repair things, right? She, she knew she heard him, and instead of leaving him on the couch all night, she tried to repair it. I went. In the morning, she tried to cuddle with me, but I was still very upset by what she said. Sure, makes sense to me. She apologized for snapping on me and kissed me. I kissed her back, but said nothing. She had to leave the next morning. I didn't bring it up because I didn't want to wait to cool down, or I wanted to wait to cool down before talking about it. I finally texted her that night. I told her that she really hurt me and that I wasn't attacking her. I just wanted to, to know where it came from. She said she sh shouldn't have apologized. And what she said was fair and justified. Ooh, so you're trying to repair things and let her know how you feel. And now she's saying, you know what? I shouldn't have apologized to you. You deserved what you got. This is not going to go anywhere. I tried explaining that I didn't force her to do anything, but the more I tried to reason, the more upset she got. Of course. Finally, she said, It's over. I can't be with someone who thinks this way. <laughs> Meaning, I can't be with anybody that could possibly have a different thought or feeling than me. Because all I care about is my thoughts and my feelings right now. She's acting a little bit immature over this situation. And, of course, he didn't handle it from the get-go. But I don't like the way she's handling it now. Because he is trying to come to her and repair things. I tried calling her to talk about it, but she wouldn't answer. I finally said, okay, that's fine. I can't believe you think I forced you to be intimate. But if that's how you feel, okay, take care. Well, at that moment in time, she probably did feel like he was forcing her, and she didn't like the way it felt, but I think the other issues are really what's the root of this, right? The disappointment from the day before in the whole work situation is where I think the real issue started. I told my sister-in-law what happened, and she was shocked by what she was accusing me of. However, she told me that Linda was already planning on breaking up with me because I had been neglecting her lately. Whoa, where did that come from? Now you're finding out that she had been planning on breaking up with you anyway? See, this is what I'm talking about. Nothing's wrong. You have to be able to talk about things. We have to do these uh, repair work and do these uh, microtransactions of repairing things when we feel disconnected when it happens. Otherwise, it builds up and gets worse. I felt even worse about that. I think she used the forcing me as an excuse. No, she really genuinely felt that way. Uh, but I don't think that was the main problem. I think it was just a symptom. Linda reached out three days later by text. We talked things out and realized what happened was a misunderstanding words and actions. She told me she was really glad we talked things out. I said I was too, but instead of suggesting we get back together, I apologized for neglecting her and said it wasn't a good time for me to be in a serious relationship because I've been so stressed. She seemed okay with that, 
but it's hard to tell because it was by text. See, that's not a good conversation to have by text. I mean, so much of that is not going to be interpreted properly. This, this is why texting can really lead to problems in a relationship. Uh, you're only picking up a tiny, tiny part of what the person is saying, and you oftentimes can't interpret what they meant by it. So, you guys should have definitely been having a conversation about this and not um, texting something like this. It felt good to end things on good terms. However, I really miss her, and the separation anxiety is killing me. We have been on no contact ever since. I am constantly bargaining with myself on not suggesting we get back together. Well, you told her you're not in the right place for a relationship, and it didn't sound like you were because you had a lot of stress going on at your job. Now, not that that's a reason to end a relationship. I mean, you can if you really want to, but if you really love the person, you're going to try and balance that in your life, right? Because you got to think, what ultimately is more important to you? Your relationship with that person or your job, right? It's up to you. Okay. Is no contact the right move? I really want a second chance to make things right. My work situation has improved and I have more time to devote to her. Well, those are good signs that maybe um, you are ready to be in that position again. But you've still got a lot of hurdles, like the long distance thing and whether or not she even wants to try and work it out with you again. Also, there is a good chance I'm going to see her in a few months from now at my brother and her cousin's engagement party. Should I wait until then before contacting her? Well, I think if you know she's going to be there, and it sounds like there's a really good chance of that happening, I think that might be the best thing to do. You take a couple of months to really work on yourself, unless, of course, she reaches out. If she reaches out, then try and set a date with her. But that might be a really good idea you spend a few more months working on yourself, looking at what went wrong, look at how your communication lacked, what you'll have to do to correct it, um, and a lot of the information that I don't have that you know, you know, you're going to have to examine, or obviously if we talked about it in the Skype, we could, you know, look at everything more thoroughly. But yeah, I think that waiting for that uh, engagement party would be a good idea. Um, go smile, say hi, and she looks like if she's happy to see you, start talking with her, just have a good time with her, and see where it goes. But in the meantime, you really got to work on the things that led up to that problem. Um, because it sounds like she's got some communication issues too, and you're going to have to learn how to communicate with her better, even when she doesn't have the skills to do it, right? So... If you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching, I do Skype coaching, and if you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and I will talk with you soon.